let's keep it going. Welcome back to Chew the Bible. We're in Ezekiel chapter 6. Heading for this is prophecy against Israel's idolatry. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, face the mountains of Israel and prophesy against them. You are to say, mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord God. This is what the Lord God says to the mountains and the hills, to the ravines and the valleys. I'm about to bring a sword against you and I will destroy your high places. Your altars will be desolated and your shrines smashed or your incense altars. Mm. Mm. Your crystals and your, and your, uh, what else do people be all into? And yeah, what is a sage and your, whatever other stuff, other stuff, prayer rocks, whatever people are into these days. I will throw down, <laughs> I'll just do that in there, it's ad-lib. I will throw down your slain in front of your idols. I will lay the corpses of the Israelites in front of their idols and scatter their bones around your altars. Wherever you live in the cities will be in ruins and the high places will be desolate so that your altars will lie in ruins and be desecrated, your idols smashed and obliterated, your shrines cut down and what you have made wiped out. The slain will fall among you and you will know that I am the Lord. Yet I will leave a remnant when you are scattered among the nations. For throughout the countries there will be some of you who will escape the sword. Then your survivors will remember me among the nations where they are taken captive. How I was crushed by their promiscuous hearts. And that they that turned away from me and by their eyes that lusted after their idols. They will loathe themselves because of the evil things they did, their detestable actions of every kind. And they will will know that I am the Lord. I did not threaten to bring this disaster on them without a reason. Mm -hmm. The mint over the fall of Jerusalem. This is what the Lord God says. Clap your hands, stamp your feet, and cry out over all the evil and detestable practices of the house of Israel, who will fall by the sword, famine, and plague. The one who is far off will die by plague. The one who is near will fall by the sword. And the one who remains and is spared will die of famine. In the way I will exhaust, in this way I will exhaust my wrath on them. You will all know that I am the Lord when their slain lie among their idols, around their altars, on every high hill and on the mountaintops and under every green tree and every leafy oak, the places where they offer pleasing aromas to all their idols. I will stretch out my hand against them, and wherever they live, I will make the land a desolate waste from the wilderness to Dibla, or also called Ribla. Then they will know that I and the Lord. What you got to say, Tony, Tony, Tony? Ezekiel often used the name Israel to refer to the chosen nation, even though the northern kingdom known by the name was long gone. These mountains and hills were the places where idolatry was flourishing among the people of Judah. The high places were worship centers believed to bring the worshiper closer to the false gods to whom they were offering sacrifices.
Though a few good kings had tried to eradicate such things by Ezekiel's day, idol worship at these pagan shrines was active to the point that God was ready to take action. You will know that I am the Lord is a phrase that appears over 60 times in Ezekiel. By using the name Lord or Yahweh, the name of his covenant faithfulness, God was reminding his faithless people that he was no mere offended deity. He was a grieved, loving husband whose fidelity to his covenant promises had been met by his people's blatant unfaithfulness. Honestly, this right here is the root of every divorce. You want to like the root of divorce is the cause of divorce. The number one cause of divorce isn't money problems. It isn't infidelity. It isn't. Oh, we grew apart. That's not the number one cause of divorce. The number one cause of divorce is a divorce. Either you were never married to God in the first place, or you were you forsake you forsook your first love. At the end of the day, that was the number one reason why I'm divorced right now. I forsook my first love in God and Jesus. And the moment you do that, the moment you do that, every relationship in your life is going to suffer. It's gonna have you're gonna have friction no matter what. But it's gonna really suffer and have friction when you're right relationship. If you can't have a right relationship with God, there's no way you're gonna have solid relation. Now they may your relate now in the world, people be like, Oh, I got solid relationships. But how solid are they? If you yeah, if yeah, that's a whole another discussion for another day. How solid are they? Really they may look solid on the surface. Yeah, y'all may be unif in unity because y'all both don't have anything to do with have a, a relationship with Jesus Christ. Hmm. Anyway, yes, that is the root of all break of breakdowns in all relationships. This is the Aaron Yancey commentary, personal opinion. An idol is any person, place, or thing, or thought. Ooh. An idol is any person, place, thing, or thought that you took, you look to as your source. And when I say, when he says source, source, source of, source of, fill in the blank, love, joy, peace. You could do all the fruits of the spirit. Um... Uh, what is validation, etc. You go on and on. Satisfaction. Like that song, call me if you need someone to fix you. Call me satisfaction guarantee. <laughs> Uh, this is why I try not to, like, every once in a while I'll put on some old school R&B, but I, I try not to listen to that stuff anymore. Because if you really listen to the lyrics, they basically encourage you to find, like, especially the songs where it's sung by, sung by guys, these love songs. They're all about 
receiving affection and love and comfort, validation from another human being. And that human being is limited. They may be able to provide it to you for a while, but after a while you realize it's never enough. It's never enough. They can't satisfy you the way God can. They only have a certain they have limitations because they're human. They're human. And that's the one of the biggest problems. Once again, when you forsake your first love, if you're not getting charged up, if you're not getting comforted, if you're not getting peace and love and joy and validation from God and God alone, then you're going to try to acquire those things from other people. Like nowadays, it's from social media. That's where a lot of us go to. We go to social media. Uh, we go to Tinder, Bumble, what are the other ones? Hinge, Upward, Facebook dating. We go to a job, um, sports, to get these our cups filled. Only God can fill our cup. Whew. Clap your hands and stamp your feet were instructions that were to be carried out as signs of derision against the house of Israel for all the people's sins. Some Old Testament manuscripts have Ribla in place of Dibla. The former was a northern city in the land of Israel. To date, there is no record of a city named Dibla, and the letters D and R in Hebrew are very similar, so a scribe could easily have substituted one for the other. The reading Ribla fits the context, giving the meaning from the south, the wilderness, to the north, Ribla, the entire land. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned, or missed the mark, or veered off the path, and fallen short of the glory of God, or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death, or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody or everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen.